0: It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
1: 6.06 to time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me on the cold side this morning. Well, chilly anyway. 30s around where I am, some areas a tad warmer, some areas a tad closer, still getting some rain-snow mix kind of thing. If you're, let's say, west of Casper on up to Thermopolis, Warland, places like that where some more is coming down. As you heard with the weather forecast from Don Day, he'll be on not just this hour at 6.45, but 7.45 live with me to discuss what turns out to be after was just some needed wet anyway. And a nice snow cap on the mountaintops. Then from there, we go into a pretty nice week with temperatures just cooler than they were last week. But overall, really nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to like the way I start the program today. I'm sorry. Trigger warning.
2: And feel free to participate.
1: This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So I just to warn you again in advance, I'm sorry that I'm going to have to start your day and your week like this. But all right. So the January 6th committee is trying to wrap everything up, right? Okay. Okay. So President Trump is supposed to testify in front of the January 6th committee. I think that's supposed to start this week anyway. Yeah. All right. So Liz Cheney. Sorry. Terrified, I guess, of his live testimony, won't consider broadcasting it to the American people. So hang on before I get into this story. <clears throat> so the Trump is supposed to testify in front of the January 6th committee he's been subpoenaed to do so and he's not allowed it it's not going to be televised okay well hang on a sec. we just went through the whole January 6th thing with not very high ratings for it but you know it was carried live and the media of course was all over it picking it apart so here comes Trump and we don't get to see it live all right. Here's the story. Liz Cheney, soon to be former representative of Wyoming, who's acting as uh, well. OK, she was on Meet the Press on Sunday. Committee has no intention of giving President Donald Trump a platform to address the country. Responding to a layup question about um, well, from Chuck Todd about the testimony before the committee. They subpoenaed him last week. Cheney ruled out any kind of appearance for the 45th president, and didn't give an exact reason other than she didn't want to give him a platform. Okay, well, now here again, well, and she said, "Here's a quote: The committee treats the matter with great seriousness, and we're going to proceed in terms of questioning the former president under oath." Well, but well, hold on a second now. Remember at the beginning of this. I had said to you that I didn't. I wasn't questioning whether you believe Trump or believe Cheney. I, forget that for a minute. Let's talk about fairness of this. The January 6th committee is completely one-sided. Everybody on the committee is a Trump hater. So all the information that they put forth was just Trump hate. That's all, you, that's all they're going to hear. And they haven't really brought in any testimony that I'm aware of to the contrary do this whole thing, completely one-sided. Now, if they'd had a committee that at least had, and I don't know why the Republicans didn't put this up, but all right, they, they didn't have a committee that had both sides represented of the argument, or maybe a separate committee that presented the other side of the argument to the American people, so we could be a little more fair about this. So now finally, you're going to hear what somebody else has to say, And here comes Donald Trump to testify, but you won't be able to see it. You won't be able to hear it unless there's some other way some cameras get into the room there. You're not going to be able to hear it. You're not going to be able to see it. Don't want to give the guy a platform. Why? What are you afraid of? All I've asked through this whole thing, again, I don't care which side of the argument you're on, is it needed to be fair. And if you're not going to be fair and balanced about it, then we shouldn't be having these hearings at all. So, And that continues, I think, if anything, the American people should be made aware of uh, what is happening and how this has been, I think most people do get, how totally one-sided this has been. And I don't trust the news media or the January 6th committee to take cuts of Trump, any questions he might have asked, anything he might have said and portray them fairly. That's why just let it run. Just put him on television answering questions and let it run and let the American people decide whatever they want to decide. Okay. So that's supposed to happen this week. We'll see if anything changes about what Liz Cheney said on Meet the Press over the weekend. Oh, and she was she did say when asked she would do anything to stop Trump from being president including run for president herself. All right, so there's still that option on the table, which is, to me, part of the reason that she raised so much money. Not the only reason, but part of the reason she's raised so much money was not to win in Wyoming, but instead maybe, as some people predicted, a presidential run. That is still a possibility on the table. Now, I don't believe anything is, has happened until after it happens. Anything's going to happen until after it happens. I don't like making predictions. You never know what's going to happen, but all right. Morning, Jim. Jim from Casper writes, proof that the committee is not presenting the truth and is terrified that the public will see it. Yeah, I I think so. That's why I say, look, even those people who are Trump haters, I've got them just to stop for a moment and admit that the committee is completely one-sided. And so we have not gotten a fair and balanced look at this, which is why, again, Trump goes to testify uh, and we can't see it. Or if we do, we get little clips provided to us by the committee and by the press. Now, how fair do you think that's going to be? So whenever this is supposed to happen, whenever the former president is supposed to appear, I don't know exactly when that's supposed to happen yet. And you know, I I I don't know. I'll I'll monitor it, but unless I'm able to see the whole thing live, I really don't care. And I never did. I never did watch the January sixth committee hearings anyway, just for that very reason that it was not going to be fair and balanced. It was all going to be just one sided. So most of the American people didn't care anyway. People had already made up their minds about Trump one way or the other. So the whole January 6th committee hearing thing, as far as I'm concerned, really fell on deaf ears because I don't see how it would have changed anybody's mind one way or the other. In my opinion, I don't see any change. 615, Wake Up Wyoming.
3: In the aftermath of
0: Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app, this is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: 621 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Yeah, Alright, 888-97 what's the phone number? That's 8897 woods Let's see, a couple of the notes I'm getting off of the app here. White Eagle, Arapaho, I wonder how much coaching that Liz Cheney's husband is giving her. And man, I think Trump is going to make Liz look like a bigger idiot about this January 16th. Well, I here's the, For those just joining me, <clears throat> so apparently Trump is supposed to testify in front of the January 6th committee and it's only going to be him and the committee, no television cameras, nothing televised. So I'm hearing anyway. And if that's the case, if it turns out that they stick to that, that's another one of the reasons I'm not watching and never did watch what the committee was doing because they're not being fair and balanced about it. Well, they're just doing one side of this whole thing and they're not going to let us see in it. Liz says she doesn't want a platform for Trump. Well, How about just giving him a chance, fair and balanced kind of thing? But I guess we're not going to do that. It's all just going to be one-sided. Well, if that's the case, this is where I've made the argument to a few people on the other side of this who just want Trump gone that, look, if we were in court and only the prosecution got to talk, the prosecutor and his witnesses got to talk, And your side, you're in the defense here, your lawyer doesn't get to talk, you don't get to talk, and you don't get to bring up any witnesses, well, then what's the point of this trial? What's the jury going to end up thinking? That's basically what we're doing here. I think we all understand that. All right, so uh, a story that I took a look at, and I thought, why in the world did somebody go to ask a so-called expert on this? Maybe you can help me out. So... The headline is, the best and worst places to be during a nuclear attack. And right away, one of the worst places I thought was Cheyenne, Wyoming. Here's the uh, story. Amid heightened nuclear tensions as the Russian-Ukrainian war continues to rage, many have questioned the chance of a nuclear war and the best and worst places to be located if it were to break out. While speaking with Newsweek on Thursday, this is where, you see, Newsweek magazine, this is what they consider journalism, okay? Newsweek magazine went to a professor of international affairs and Asian studies at the University of Cincinnati. He explained the worst places to be located are most likely places where the Russians would target for a nuclear strike. Really? Quote the worst place essentially is a strategic target. I am so glad they went and talked to this expert. I don't know about you, but I would have never figured that out on my own. Would you have? Like, for example, Cheyenne, Wyoming. All right. And and what does that air force base do? It's an air force base that doesn't have all sorts of planes, fighter jets, and bombers all over the place. No, they have our thermonuclear devices. They're in charge of that. So what would you hit as a strategic point on them if you were in Russia, if you were Putin, and you were putting pins in a map? One of the places you might want to target is something like that, right? See, now, I did that all by myself, without having to call some expert. Okay, so he said the worst place would be a big strategic target such as military and missile bases. Bases are basically in the proximity of populated centers, whether it's in cities or towns, he said. The worst place, essentially, population centers near naval facilities, military bases, and strategic air commands. see, this is where your news media... I, desperate to do a job to make it sound like they were uh, on the ball on this one. Your news media, trying to make it sound like they are the experts that you need to pay attention to. When I think if I could figure this out, at this early in the morning especially, so can you. The story says, so according, and this is from Hot Air Blog, so according to this professor, of international affairs and Asian studies. I don't know what the Asian studies has to do with it, but okay. The worst place to be during a nuclear strike, the place most likely for a nuclear strike. Well, gee gosh, Doc, thanks. That's very helpful information. Not entirely useless, says the author. Perhaps many people are unaware of the targeting priority of a nuclear adversary. Military bases, missile bases are listed in this article, and obviously, makes sense in any sort of first strike scenario. You'd want to eliminate your enemy's ability to fire back. Gee, gosh, I'm so glad they laid this out. Uh, oh, and let's not forget this was also put out by a news organization, trying to do news. But I don't think they news they know what news is. This is a public service announcement, but New York City put out as well prepared for a nuclear attack what do you do if there's a nuclear attack and you live in some place like cheyenne or close enough to yellowstone which will actually so there's been a
2: nuclear attack okay don't ask me how or why just know that the big one has hit okay so Hmm. what do we do there are three important steps that i want you to remember okay step one Get inside oh, yeah, fast. Yeah. You, your friends, and your hide family.
1: under your desk get too. Get
2: inside. Right. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away yes. from the so windows. So it can
1: collapse on you and you can die faster. So yeah. Now that you're two, inside a useless building, stay inside. Oh, stay in there. Shut
2: all doors and windows. Yeah. Have a basement. Head there.
1: Because doors you and have windows have one, will stop as far a nuclear into blast. The middle
2: of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep okay, radioactive yeah. dust or ash away. Okay,
1: so because after a nuclear blast, your shower is gonna be working. Yeah, a big nuclear blast that did not destroy your house, your windows, your doors, all of that. yeah. You know. and now you're gonna go take a shower because all the plumbing's working too, right? From your body.
2: Step three. Stay tuned.
1: No, don't even follow
2: bug. media for more information. Okay,
1: wait a second now. Follow the media for more information. So far, leading up to this, the best thing, the best the media had to offer me was, well, you're more vulnerable for a nuclear attack if you live near some place that is most likely to be attacked. You know, like uh, a military base, especially one where the, we launch missiles back. Okay. I'm so glad that the media helped me out with this information. And I'm going to turn to them for advice on something like this. Because obviously, they know what they're talking about. Of course, I don't expect the media to hang around. They're going to run a high, too. If any of them survives, they're probably going to blame it on climate change. Or blame Trump. That, yeah, they'll get their commentators out there to try to put us in a worse state of panic or deflect the nuclear attack that we just went through from the Biden administration over to the previous Trump administration. Coming up on 630, local news weather forecast, Wake Up, Wyoming.
0: on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at
1: 888-97-WOODS. Well, Jim and Glen Rock completely misunderstood me here. Good morning, Jim. There's several Jims out there, just like there's several Daves out there and people like that. Jim and Casper, morning, Glenn, You said coming up at 630. I have a sweep hand watch, so I'm coming down at 630. No, you see, coming up at 6.30 is the news. What I mean by that, Jim, is our crack news team is going to regurgitate the news at 6.30. So it's coming up. You understand? Okay. Is that... Should I do that during breakfast? Some of you are having breakfast out there. All right. Now, earlier this morning, first half hour of the program, twice, twice, I had to hit the... And I'm going to do it again. Sorry here. The Liz Cheney had explosion... The reason for that was because I had to mention you know, her and a news story. I started to do that first thing in the morning. I'm going to play that one more time because of this next bit of audio that I'm going to play. This guy tried to call this radio program. He's from Cheyenne, Wyoming. But instead of calling 888 woods he called the radio station that we have in Cheyenne, Wyoming, KGAB. And so there was nobody there to answer the phone, because that's not the proper number. That's not where Miss Mary and I are. And so he had a few things that he had to say. Mostly, it sounded like this. So this was last week at some point, and this guy ended up leaving a message on the machine. Now, at some point, you'll notice that this gets cut off. And the reason it gets cut off is because he only has so much time on the answer machine to say what he wants to say. But this is when I was talking about those people who want to eliminate cattle, for example, and any other animal that we raise for food. They want us to all go vegan. Well, in order to save the planet, climate change, right? So we have to eliminate all of these beef cows and pigs and other things like that. So this guy calls and just flips his lid.
4: Yeah, I'm listening to Glenn Woods right now. I'm going through the roof. Um, If you don't stop this nonsense with the livestock industry right now, and let me tell you exactly how, if you don't tell them that before the cows there were 60 million bison, they're both bovines, And you want to tell me that now they're affecting the climate and they weren't before? That's how you end that argument. New Zealand is already taxing, like, supposed emission from cows. It's a cult of death. It's a cult of death. And let me tell you why. PETA wants to pretend that they're for the wildlife and the animals and all the rest of it. And they're not. It is a cult of death. Because... If they get rid of the livestock industry, there aren't going to be any more cattle. And that's a fact. So don't tell me that you care about the animals, because you don't. It just the nonsense has to stop right now. And let me tell you something else. The reason that they want to put these aerosols up in the stratosphere to pretend that they're volcanoes is so they can take credit for it when it's cooling. Well, they don't have to because you look at the La Nina right now, and the Pacific Ocean is already cool. If we do not fight back, and what do I mean by that? I mean, you look off the coast of South America, all the way to Papua New Guinea, like 5,000 miles away, it's colder than average already, and they know it. And it's already so. in
1: And that's where the answer machine cut them off, though. You see that he just had to vent, get that off. Eight 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 ninety seven Woods is the phone number. Don't try to call your local radio station because that's not the number to get on air. It's eight 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 ninety seven Woods. But I just wanted to make sure that he had a chance to vent on air, and everybody had a chance to hear him. That's part of what this show is. Then he feels better. I think this was. It may have hit us that call during the near the end of the week, Thursday or Friday, something like that probably on friday and that's where i would like to let you guys vent a little bit before we get into the weekend that way you don't spend the rest of your day or weekend for that matter with all of that in your head and you can't get out there and just enjoy yourself because you got all that garbage in your head so i'm glad you got that out of your system that's why i'm making sure to air it for you and in case you didn't hear i'll play that a little bit later on this morning just to just to make sure that he heard himself on the air so he feels better. All right, so coming up a little bit later on this morning, proposed lodging tax. Miss Mary has a guest for a proposed lodging tax for the Neutrona County Casper area. Also, 806, Katie Morgan, uh, the Laramie Daughters of the American Revolution, about the VFW reefs across America. They're trying to get that ready in time for the holidays. And she, of course, asking for help. Donations, volunteers, things like that. That's at 806 this morning. Right now, dawn day, weather forecast, little bit of snow, rain mixed during the course of the weekend. So what happens now? It's Wake Up, Wyoming.
5: Good morning Wyoming
0: mobile app. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030
1: K2 Radio. 6.48 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, So, uh, Frank... I'm, you travel a lot and have to stay in hotels, right?
3: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you noticed, and I think it's really nice that they do that, that, here in the state of Wyoming, all of the Wyoming hotel beds have Wyoming-shaped pillows on them? I have not seen that. Well, what's the shape of Wyoming?
6: It's not the size of a pillow.
1: No, no, it's square.
6: Yeah, but 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 it's actually not square, square the, oh, okay, the yeah. top is a little bit more narrow i
1: see so, so so what you're trying to do is destroy a perfectly good joke oh, 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 oh okay so, yes, so yes, tell me the right, joke anyway. right, i, I already did and you just ruined it <laughs> oh. frank you just destroyed it. so how was baseball this weekend
6: oh well if the yankees lost i like that a lot okay and, you know yeah. and houston won then no place uh, they're gonna go the world series will be in your favorite place
1: Ah, huh? Philadelphia. Oh Philadelphia. That's yeah. how you're that's how you properly pronounce that. Philadelphia I've
6: o- I've only yes. drove through there. Yes. Once. I I'm mean glad and, you, I, and that was at night. And man. I
1: hope you didn't stop.
6: I I went from Reading, Pennsylvania, to yeah. the airport. Okay. Am I, am I missing something? Yes,
1: yeah. and I'm glad you did it at night, so you couldn't see <laughs> what was outside of your windows. You would have uh, just stepped on the gas and driven a whole lot faster, right? Okay. So wait, the, the two teams, we got two teams ready to go. Philadelphia and
6: Houston are the last
1: two. Okay, that's it. And when does this start? This, this week. This
6: would be yeah, this week. Okay. So um, you know, Houston will have decent weather. Philadelphia probably okay. will not. But and
1: you know, I know better than to do this, but predictions. Yeah. Okay. No, that that's a good enough answer right there. <laughs>
6: yeah. I hear Only because what you what you who you want to win yeah. and who you think will win right. are maybe two different things. I see. I'm going with Philadelphia.
1: Okay. Because Philly, you, because you like them better or because... I I, because
6: I I like Houston less.
1: Oh, okay. So it's a who you like less kind of a game.
6: Exactly, yeah. Well, in college football from over the weekend, the Wyoming Cowboys are 5-3, and three, and 3-1 three and in Mountain West play after a 28-14 win over Utah State in Laramie on Saturday night. On offense, the Cowboys would do what they wanted to do. And that was run the ball. Titus went with 160 yards on the ground, and DQ James with 120. Overall, the Pokes rang up 529 yards of offense. That's big time. Cowboy defense held Utah State to 217 yards of offense, and that's big time, too. Casper Native and Natrona County High School graduate in Burdenall had... Nine tackles and a sack. UW hits the road for Hawaii on Saturday night at for a 10 p.m. kickoff. In the National Football League, the toothless Denver Broncos lost another pillow fight. They were beaten by the New York Jets in Denver 16-9. to Bronco defense did their job, and the Bronco offense just plain stinks. Quarterback Russell Wilson missed the game due to a torn hamstring. His replacement, Brett Ripon, was mediocre, throwing for 225 yards, one interception, and no touchdown passes. The Bronco offensive line has been mediocre this season, too. This Bronco team is... Is just about unwatchable. It's a nightmare for first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett. It looks like he's in over his head. Denver will play Jacksonville in London on Sunday. In high school football, the regular season has concluded in 4A, and the Toronto clinched the number 3 seed with a 56-14 win over Thunder Basin on Friday, so NC will host Campbell County in the first round of the playoffs this Friday. Laramie made the playoffs as the 8th seed with a 21-0 win over Cheyenne South, so Laramie will go to Sheridan for the first round of the playoffs. Kelly Walsh was eliminated when they were defeated by Cheyenne East, 49-7. East will host Rock Springs in the first round of the 4A playoffs. Cheyenne Central Club Rock Springs, 45-7 to end the regular season. Central gets a home playoff game. They will host Thunder Basin. In 3A, Douglas will beat Lander to end the regular season 45-0. They get a number one seed. The Bearcats will host Powell in the first round of the playoffs. In 2A, Burns is in the postseason. They will be at Lyman in the first round of the postseason. Glenrock will miss the playoffs. In 1A, 6-man KC with a home playoff game this week against Encampment. Midwest will not make the playoffs. State High School cross-country meet was held on Saturday and Ethany. the Cheyenne Central girls repeated as the 4A state champions, with Sydney Morell of the Indians winning the individual title. Natrona finished second in the team standings, just six points behind Central. Laramie's Addison Forey took third, and Natrona's Ashley Gross was fifth. In the boy on the boys side, in 4A, Hobby Wetzel of Star Valley was the individual winner, and Star Valley took the team title. And Natrona's Tristan Ender's was second, and his teammate Jackson Dutcher was third. That's it in sports.
1: So when do these games get played? I'll have to look up the schedule. I think it's got to okay. be pretty
6: soon. Is so that you know they only take a couple. Days off and go probably you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. But I will look. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. And, and again, you you have to vote for the team that you least, least like. like. Yeah. <sighs>
6: and and then and then you got to make sure that your your, your businesses have yeah. the, the square games, you know, so you can pick the runs. And if yeah. you happen to win a five dollars square or a ten dollars
1: square or a fifteen dollars right. square, I mean, at least you have a some juice in the game. This is like when, you know, here comes the senior prom. Yeah. And all the really cool girls have been taken. Right. And, and so you got to figure out, stuck okay, with somebody, yeah, yeah I, I don't like her, and she's even worse. Well, they, they may not like you. They, exactly. Right. Well, they're settling for me just like I'm settling yeah, for them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so we're all just going to, pre- we will smile for the camera when they take the prom picture or the nap. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Coming up, buttons <laughs> of local business that we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Wake up Wyoming.
6: Hi, I'm Frank Yan.
1: Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Monday. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So thanks, Russell. It's just great. Russell just posted a meme on his social media. Someone types into Google, How long can the body survive without a brain? And there's a picture of Ocasio-Cortez, age 32. So, (laughs) 32 years so far, that's the record anyway. When she hits 33, new record will be set if she lives that long. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take you to a story that I talked about last week. But I have to give credit to Cowboy State Daily for following up on the story that I talked to you about with a comparison to Wyoming. Which is oftentimes why I talk about other places to bring it back to, well, are we any better or any different here? In some cases, yes. Now, as you know, we have our uh, friend Dave from San Francisco that calls in from time to time, and he's just an annoying jerk. He's the only person I hang up on. And I gave you this story last week how San Francisco is planning to build a new public toilet. At the cost of $1.7 million, pause. I would suppose, for those of you who own a home, especially if you built the home, that you have a toilet in your home. I would hope so. How much did it cost to build that toilet in your house? All right. For those of you who built a business, a restaurant, or some business with the general public, is allowed in Then, of course you have a public toilet in there how much did it cost to build that 1.7 million anywhere near that well we're talking about the city of San Francisco here ladies and gentlemen reworked to make it more realistic That's San Francisco for you. Okay, here's the story. I got to give credit to Cowboy State Daily. They thought of what I didn't think of at the time. Unlike San Francisco, the headline reads: It does not cost 1.7 million to build a public toilet in Wyoming. It's a lot cheaper. The story says to find a public restroom in Wyoming than in California. It's because an unfortunate ruling joke lately that if you visit San Francisco these days, you have to be careful where you step. Well, their public toilet is right there out in public, wherever you want it to be. So just go for it. City's largest homeless populations tend not to bother finding public toilets. So San Francisco just made it legal to relieve yourself wherever. And then they hired people to go around and clean it up. San Francisco officials plan to hold a public ceremony uh, celebrating their latest success in California using state money to build a single 150-square-foot public toilet. But then it was canceled over public backlash over its $1.7 billion price tag. The rate, gold, gold toilets, solid gold toilets maybe, The rate blows even more expensive California real estate out of the water. Where if you want to buy some place to live, it's going to be about $11,333 per square foot. That's what it's like to live in San Francisco these days. For the cost, San Francisco bathroom goers will have a single toilet. See, we're not even talking men's and women's room. Oh, you can't do that. And who knows how many other genders they think there are. So how many different, or you're going to make one common area? No, no. One person at a time with a uh, 150 square foot space. And get this, you're going to love this part. Not only would it cost $1.7 million to build, but it would take them two years to build it. In an example of government operating differently than here in Wyoming, the story says, the city of Gillette Council, 2016, voted to build a public toilet with the, in the city's downtown area for the cost of 222582 which includes a prepaid uh, paved parking lot. For the price of about four hundred twenty-eight dollars per square foot, Gillette residents got a five hundred twenty square foot restroom with six stalls, three each in the men's and women's side. It's also heated inside for the winter time. While uh, well, <laughs> it's still I still think that's too much money, but that's better than one point seven million. So before San Francisco residents will have a uh, non-sidewalk option for their needs. Officials, in other words, to go actually use a toilet rather than go on the sidewalk. The city had to go through a process to make sure the toilet wouldn't conflict with, well, anything. So this is where you have endless meetings, bureaucratic meetings, one after the next. The city's website explains the process, which illustrates some of the bureaucracy California is known for. The Civic Design Review Committee. Five commissioners appointed by the mayor, including two architects, a landscape architect and other design professionals, and laypersons. The commissioners conduct a multi-phase review of all civic buildings, uh, viaducts, elevator, uh, elevated ways, gates, fences, and street furniture, lamps, and other structures on the city uh, and county land. The committee also reviews historic plaques, arches, bridges, approaches, and other structures extending over to any other street, highway, park, or any other public place in the city. That's directly from their website, by the way. It doesn't end there. Uh, San Francisco Chronicle reported that the toilet will need to pass review by the California Environmental Quality Act. It will be built by union workers to ensure earning a living wage has happened and all sorts of benefits reflect San Francisco values. All of that just to build a single walk in toilet.
0: up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join
1: in at 888-97-Woods. 7.20 is time. Wake up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to talk to Karen East. He's from Natrona County, Wyoming, up there in the Casper area. Visit Casper is who she's with. And so, You guys have been talking about a lodging tax for a while. Morning, by the way, Karen.
3: Good morning.
1: So the lodging tax, I think a few people in the area get a little confused as to who exactly is taxed. And I bring that up because when people think of a lodging tax, they think, well, I live in Wyoming, and if I have to travel the state on business, I stay in hotels. Mm -hmm. That means I'm paying it, too. And my thought is, I don't think so, though, right? I mean, if you're a Wyoming resident?
3: Yes. Yes, you do pay.
1: You do pay if you're a Wyoming resident. Yes, okay. sir. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Yep. So now, the yep. the lodging tax goes for what exactly?
3: Well, it, it supports the efforts of Visit Casper. And uh, Visit Casper is tasked with promoting Natrona County as not only a destination, but a place to stay on your travels through to Yellowstone or to the Black Hills and um and supports that kind of stuff, so it it enhances what the hoteliers already do here in Casper, and and to promote Casper as a great place to visit.
1: Okay, so the money collected from people who are staying here goes to promote right. for people to well make them aware that Casper exists for those people who don't know.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: And yeah. we
3: uh, and and supports you know uh, some of the efforts that we do with the state uh, tournaments the high school tournaments are are a big process it's not just just because we're in the center part of the state they're just automatically going to come we have to go after that piece of business and a lot of the times since they've been here for so long people in casper take it for granted but it's it's a, a very concerted effort to continue to bring that business back to casper
1: okay is this uh, money spent by visit casper for well, just for the in general tournaments.
7: Well, no, just well, when, it's, when
1: it's collected, who's in charge of uh, distributing and spending the money
3: the the board okay the board for visit tasker determines where that money is spent, and it goes into advertising. Uh, we do a lot of pieces uh, that are national pieces or co-ops with the state of Wyoming or uh, individual pieces as well, and regional uh, do a lot of advertising in in the mountain west. Uh, down in the Denver area and South Dakota, Montana. So okay. there, there's a lot of money that goes just towards advertising.
1: And on an average hotel bill in the area, how much is the oh tax? Oh, gosh.
3: I, you know, each hotel is, is um, Could be quite you a know, different. Would, yeah. would charge differently. Um, so I, I really couldn't answer that question. That's
1: okay. what that average is. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, is it a percentage of the bill?
3: Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. What per,
1: what percentage of the bill then?
3: It's, uh, <laughs> I was looking for talking points and I apologize oh, for right.
1: that. But one second. Lodging tax percentage. Uh, Total. Working to it yeah.
3: It's 75. It, it's five percent.
1: Five percent. Okay. So whatever yes, my bill happens to be for the hotel, there's going to be five mm-hmm. percent added to it. That would end up going yes. to advertising. Well,
3: and yes. Okay. And, and supporting in supporting groups that choose to come to Casper, that comes with a cost too. So um, it's not just the advertising piece. It's it,
1: there's marketing
3: involved. There's sponsorships involved for events. There's uh, all kinds of different things that that money goes to.
1: Okay. So for those people who are wanting more information, where they where can they go to look up more information on the lodging tax in Casper area?
3: They, they can go on the Convention and Visitors Bureau website, and okay. it, it will explain all of the uh, different um, items that the lodging tax takes care of.
1: Right. And this is on their ballot come November?
3: It will be on the ballot come November.
1: All right. Well, thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate your time.
3: Well, thank yes. you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. 88897 Woods, the phone number 88897 W O O D S is the phone number. Real quick, back to what I was saying just before when I was talking about uh, San Francisco and the article comparing it to a toilet built in Gillette. That's quite a transition, right? A toilet uh, that was built in Gillette, Wyoming. So if you missed it, what we were talking about was. San Francisco wants to build a public toilet or was talking about it, and it would have cost them one point seven million dollars to do it, and it has to go through multi levels of committees and bureaucracies and be built by unions, therefore one point seven million. And I bet you that would have been a low ball price, too. I guarantee you there's going to be cost overruns. Now for two hundred some thousand, Gillette, Wyoming built a a rest area that had its own parking lot and had not just one toilet, like the one in San Francisco, but men's and women's and each had six stalls. Quite a bit of a difference, right, between the two. Although I still think Gillette spent too much money on it. But to me, the the reason that I grabbed that whole story for you and read it to you is because when we take a look at how government gets stuff done, the bureaucracy of it, what they could have done was just say to somebody, hey, we have uh, the need for a public restroom in this park, right? So go get us some plans. And that one guy could have gone to get some plans to build a public toilet in that park. There. That doesn't cost anything. How did somebody else build a public toilet? You don't need to hire some architectural firm for this. Just how did some other city build a nice-looking public toilet? You want just one stall? Here you go. I think it probably needs more than that, but okay, here's the one stall. There. That would not cost anything because they're already paying the employee. So when the employee lays down probably more than one option, then it would just take somebody to say, well, I like that option. Done. See, the decision's made. How much would it cost to build that? No, you don't need union workers. Just go hire somebody, some construction company. Put bids out there, because that's another thing San Francisco did, is they put bids out there to find out who, uh, oh, I'm sorry, they did not put bids out there. They just went for the union contractors, which are going to charge as much as they can. They should have put bids out there and found who was going to do the best job at the best price, which doesn't necessarily mean the cheapest price, but it's not the most expensive either. So they hire a contractor, and they can have the thing done. They even said it would take over two years to build the thing. I don't know why it would take that long. They could have the entire thing done. How long do you think it would take to build one public toilet with just one one toilet in it? Yeah, just one they throw a sink in there so they can wash their hands. How long should it take to build something like that? You people in construction can tell me how long. And I would say you could probably get it done, what, give you a week or two? Two weeks? I'll give you two weeks to get something like that done. That would look very basic, very good, and function just fine. That's all it would really take. But this is what happens when you allow government to continually increase the size of the bureaucracy and demand more and more and more in taxes this is what happens and this is why it takes several years just to build a public toilet and a one toilet bowl toilet would cost about 1.7 million dollars for the city to build So if you wonder why I have trust issues with government and consider them about as incompetent as it comes and why I don't want them in charge of much of anything, this is a perfect example of why. Coming up on 730. Local news coming your way. Update on your weather forecast right after that. 888-97-Woods. Wake up Wyoming.
0: 30K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app.
1: 36 at the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, so phone number to get involved, 888-97-WOODS, 888 woods Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite song.
5: Oh, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. They're for sale. Well, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like
1: guns. So it looks like Canada has gone ahead to do it here. Canada bans handgun sales in a bid to reduce gun violence in the country. I guess some people just never learn. Here's the story. As of Friday, it will be illegal to buy, sell, or transfer handguns in the country of Canada. According to the announcement by the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, People cannot buy, sell, or transfer handguns within Canada, nor can a newly acquired handguns be brought into the country. With handgun violence increasing across Canada, it's our duty to take urgent action, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, I'm gonna make a prediction here. You know, I hate predictions, but sometimes it's easy to do because all I have to do is take a look at what's already happened. So violence will not go down murder will not go down people will just use different weapons oh and by the way as far as gun sales in general yeah it's still going to happen it's just going to happen under the table out of sight Hmm? that's just I'm just saying that based on what I've seen in the past Tammy wants to talk about toilets and bathrooms you know typical Monday topics right Yeah, okay. What you got?
8: Well, I know why it's so much, Glenn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, now you have to have the bathroom in compliance with all these different genders that you have to claim. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, you can't just have. A, a men's and a women's. You have to have the trans and the right. and the gender confused
1: and all of that. Well, now, the, see, now here's what's really going to be interesting because this particular facility for one point seven million dollars is going to be one person at a time. There's only one toilet in there. That's it. So instead of a men's woman uh, in a woman's room and then all of the other possibilities, which would be (laughs) 130-something, right? It's one toilet, one person at a time. I think where where it would work the way you're thinking is you can't just put a sign up there that just says toilet or whatever. You have to acknowledge every single group. So the sign will fill the entire door as to uh, who can go in there.
8: Well, not only that, but are you going to
1: put a toilet or are you going to put a urinal? I are you
8: see, just going to yeah. put a sink? I, I mean, this say,
1: is my warped sense of okay. humor. no, wait a second. I'm with you on this one because if they do not put a urinal in there, then as a man, I'm offended. If they only That's have, right. Yeah. Now, in fact, you as a woman should be offended, too, because you know when I'm done, if you're the next one in there, I left the lid up.
8: Uh, I know. See? So, how can they do this? This is why it's going to cost so much. Yeah. They need to invent a new toilet.
1: They do? I don't even know what that would look like. I, I would, don't either, yeah. but, you
8: know, this is why it's going to cost so much.
1: Okay. I, would you trust a San Francisco <laughs> toilet? No. No. I Especially
8: I, when they're going in the streets. I mean, yes. how embarrassing.
1: I would rather just hold it until I got back to my hotel. There you go. If I have to duck walk the hallway. Thank you, Tammy. I appreciate it. Coming up on uh, Time to Talk to Don Day in just a moment. It's a perfect topic for a Monday. Why does it call? And by the way, New York City's done this too. New York City, I, I've played a John Stossel bit a while back, a year or so ago for you guys. John Stossel, New York City. New York City wanted to put in a public toilet. Cost them a couple of million dollars to do the same thing. Now, for those of you who own a home, your home cost how much? Yeah. So you could have gotten an, a, a really nice house. Even in New York City, you could have gotten a really nice place for over $2 million. Yet again, when the private sector does it, this is why I was saying, here's, here's what San Francisco should have done. So the city council says, we want a public toilet in that park. And they vote on it. Yes, we're going to do it. So the city manager says, fine. And he goes and selects several plans and decides, I like that one. See, they're available online for free. You can just go, that's a nice little toilet. I want that one. It'll look good in the park. See, let the city manager decide. Then he calls around and gets some bids. And you can have the thing, you people in construction, tell me, how long do you think it would take to build that? A couple of weeks. It's a one person toilet. 742. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Talk radio's gateway. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods. 7.45
1: 7.45 is the time It's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day with day weather. So I noticed as we were going through this weekend's weather especially Sunday, that most, from what I saw anyway, most of the rain and snow mix and so on was let's go east of Casper and then north right up through Shoshone, Thermopolis, Warland, kind of in that area. That's what I was seeing on the radar anyway
5: yeah so west central northwest north central wyoming uh getting the heaviest amount of precipitation with this and that was really true in the mountains getting several reports of more than a foot of snow up in the northern bighorns and uh if you look at webcams over togety pass teton pass you know those areas got hit the hardest the central and south You know, it's a combination of rain and snow showers, big drop in temperature and wind. But the precipitation amounts generally on the light side.
1: Okay. Well, at least we got some. It was kind of pretty to see it head on down. Some of the mountaintops have that nice white cap across the top here. All right. So what's our exit strategy from this?
5: Well, there really isn't an exit strategy because we're going to stay in a a chilly wind pattern. The jet stream is going to come from the northwest and come southeast into the state so you always look at the source region you know where is your weather coming from so it's gonna be coming out of british columbia here for the next four days and so what that means is there will be more snow in the high country in fact there's a little disturbance that'll bring a bit of snow to jackson and yellowstone park uh tonight tomorrow morning then there's another wave coming through Uh, Wednesday into Thursday, that'll bring more snow to the mountains. It'll that that second one will also produce a bit of a better chance for some snow, light snow showers, mainly along that I-80 corridor. And with that northwest wind flow, Glenn, you're just not going to warm up. Temperatures are going to be chilly. Winds are going to be brisk. I mean, a far cry from where we
1: were. Can you give us some sunshine, something like that?
5: Well, there'll be some sun. Okay,
1: sure. good. Okay, just want to make sure of that. Now, you mentioned the I eighty corridor because I'm surprised that it's it's the first storm really, it's storm in quotes of the season, and the road is still open. Shouldn't they have a practice closure?
5: <laughs> well, let's be thankful. You no, know, okay. number one, Wydat right. uh, was prepared, yeah. you know, ready for it, and it was so warm yeah. for for the, the the first initial round of of snow melted along those higher elevations of Interstate 80. Although, if you look at uh, the road report web cameras around Arlington Elk Mountain, you know, it's slick. It's no fun. Right. Uh, But it is open, so folks are driving sensibly, and that's, that's really the key, folks driving and adapting to the conditions. Right. That's what keeps roads open, is folks driving smartly.
1: He says multiple times so someone can hear him. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Don Don Day with day weather. Well, I just No, you say it as often as you can So, you know Well, there are some drivers out there You know who they are They don't know who they are But off we go to the icebox to talk to frank gambino uh, so i-80 is still open i'm just so surprised with the snow and all of that they didn't get that much did they no no, no. but it's the first snow of the season well so, somebody will yeah, screw it up somebody by the way since we are in this time of year over here people have been sending me you know how popular pumpkin spices, right stop yeah pumpkin spice motor oil Stop! I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, pumpkin Spice Soiling Green, for those people who know that movie. Yeah. okay. Ah, That's not bad. And then there was one that I got a serious laugh, but it was a disapproving laugh. This has nothing to do with Pumpkin Spice. My oldest niece has had a baby. So I sent her. And
6: the baby's first name is Pumpkin, and the middle name is Uh, Spice?
1: You know, that should have been the case considering. Actually, name it Ian after the hurricane because that's when (laughs) the baby was born. Oh, okay. I sent her this, though. It's a joke uh, picture of a gift here. Uh, It's a sealed frame for baby's first diaper. (laughs) Oh. Which I thought was just hysterical. Her answer was just. Well, Uncle Glenn, that's just gross. And I said, well, you know, I. but you can take his first used diaper and just put it up there in the frame. And for the rest of your days, just enjoy the the, the sight and the smell. Of pumpkins and spray babies. it with pumpkin spice stuff. Yeah, sure. Feed him pumpkin spice. And so <laughs> it smells that way. I told him, it's either that or you send me his uh, his first... Uh, solid, and I'll go ahead and bronze that and give it to him when he's sixteen, just to mess with his head.
6: You, you, you are brutal man. This
1: is what uncles do, Frank. Oh,
6: I, I, I didn't know that. Are I thought a, I thought they just hand you twenty bucks every are, so often.
1: Are you an uncle? Yes. Did you mess with your? I've never met him. I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna meet, I'm gonna meet him next month. Oh, okay. Well, then you've got a lot of catching up to do. do I have to no give him money. Screw with him. Uh, well, only if if you're. If their parents told you not to give them money, then you give them money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all of those things that you're really not supposed. If if you're, they're not supposed. How old are these kids? Four and five. Oh, three and Maybe okay. three and four. Oh, oh, this is perfect. Four. This is absolutely perfect. Okay. So as the uncle, it is your job to go ahead and mess with their heads. And also let, allow them to get away with stuff that their parents would never allow them to get. That's your job. Okay. okay. I, I can do that.
6: College football from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys with some momentum. They are 5-3 on the year and 3-1 in Mountain play after a 28-14 win over Utah State and Laramie on Saturday night. On offense, the Cowboys wanted to run that ball and that's exactly what they did. Titus went with 160 yards on the ground and D.K. James with 120. Overall, the pokes rang up 529 yards of offense. That's big time. Cowboys defense held Utah State to 217 yards of offense. That's big time, too. Gasper Native and the Trona County High School grad Jordan Bertinoli with nine tackles and a sack. UW hits the row for Hawaii on Saturday night for a 10 p.m. kickoff. In the National Football League, the toothless Denver Broncos lost another pillow fight. They were beaten by the New York Jets 16-9 to, to drop to 2-5. The Bronco defense did their job. The Bronco offense just plain stinks. Quarterback Russell Wilson missed the game due to a torn hamstring. He's been mediocre this year. His replacement, Brett Ripon was mediocre, too. Throwing for two hundred and twenty five yards, one pick and no touchdowns. Bronco offensive line has been mediocre this season, too. This Bronco team, especially on offense, is just unwatchable. It's been a nightmare for first year head coach Nathaniel Hackett. It looks like he is in way over his head. Denver will play Jacksonville in London on Sunday. In high school football, the regular season has concluded in 4-A in the Turner clinched the number three seed. They 56-14 win over Thunder Basin, so NC will host Campbell County in the first round of the playoffs. On Friday, Laramie made the playoffs as the eighth seed in 4A with a 21-0 win over Cheyenne South, so Laramie will go to Sheridan in the first round of the playoffs. Kelly Walsh was eliminated. They were defeated by Cheyenne East, 49-7. East will host Rock Springs in the first round. Cheyenne Central Club, Rock Springs, on Friday, 45-7. Central gets a home playoff game hosting Thunder Basin. In 3A, Douglas over Lander to end the regular season, 45-0. The Bearcats get a number one seed, the host Powell in the first round of the playoffs. In 2A, Burns is in the postseason. They'll be at Lyman on Friday in the first round. Glenrock will miss the playoffs and won a six-man KC with a home game this week against Encampment, and Midwest will not make the postseason. State High School cross-country meet was held on Saturday in Ethany. The Sire and Central girls repeated as the 4A state champions with Sydney Morell of the Indians winning the individual title. Natrona finished second in the team standings, just six points behind Central. Laramie's Addison 4 took third. Natrona's Ashley Gross fourth. In the boys' side, on in 4A, Hobby Wetzel of Star Valley was the individual winner, and Star Valley took the team title as well. Natronis Tristan Enders was second, and his teammate Jackson Dutcher was third. That's it in sports.
1: So I had a these. I might have told you this story before. We're building a family cabin in the Carolinas, and she looks at the wires, the electricians. Mm-hmm, yeah, the, the red, yeah, the blue, yeah, the green. That's the green, right, yeah. It. So w- w- why is that wire yellow? Well, that's the yellow porch light, you understand. Oh. And the white wire, that's the white lights in the oh, house. Okay. Yeah. And the black wire, well, there's a lot of electricity goes to your washer and dryer. That's really dark electricity. It wasn't until she was about 19 years old she looked at me and went, Hey, yeah, okay, well, that's my job. That's your job, right?
6: Well, I I was going to say, I mean, eventually they're going to grow up and say, my
1: uncle's an idiot? Uh, or, or, he was or, messing he's, with or he's me. rude
6: and crude? And then, no,
1: no. He was just messing with me, and, <laughs> and then you teach them those tricks to pass on to the next generation. Oh, is
6: that how it works? Yes.
1: and uh, But just remember, when you get really old, yeah. they're going to be messing with you using your own oh, tricks. I just know oh, I know. keep that in mind. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of, we're going to roll into news time after that. National, local, update on the weather forecast. Wake up Wake up Wyoming. Hmm. <laughs>
0: You wash your
9: hands.
1: Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So hold the calls for just a minute. Then we'll get into the open phone segment of the program. On the phone with me is Katie and Daughters of the American Revolution. This is the time of year when we start working on getting reefs together because the holidays are coming up. And of course, various other reasons that we want to decorate the, the graves of veterans across Wyoming. Morning, Katie.
3: Good morning. Thanks for having
1: me on. Absolutely. So uh, across America now, this is Daughters of the American Revolution, which is how many chapters are there in our area? Do you know? Well, there's 10 in Wyoming
10: altogether. Okay. The chapter here in Laramie is the oldest in the state. We were the first
1: established. Wow. Okay. So you guys want to do this for Laramie County. Is, it, is that right? Or just or Laramie town of?
10: Uh, Green Hill Cemetery, is, oh. and we've been doing this for several years, partnering okay. with Wreaths uh, Across America is the organization that does the
1: wreaths. Okay, so now we know where the wreaths are coming from, and they do a great job. They truck it in from all over the place to get it to you. So once they arrive, I would guess you would probably need, what, funds for to, to get more wreaths? Or do you already have that?
10: Well, we're in the fundraising stage right now. Okay. Uh, okay. And, uh, that's why we're doing partnering with the b f w to host a taco dinner Saturday night oh, to nice. raise money for re-
1: okay, so yeah it'll
10: be, uh it'll be Saturday at the v f w between five and seven, and it's okay. ten dollars tickets at the door and we invite everybody to come on over uh enjoy some great tacos and uh help us buy reading
1: okay and for those people who are not able to attend the taco dinner, I want to make sure they get in on this too. So if they can get a hold of a website or get a hold of you ladies in some way, how would they do that?
10: Uh, the easiest way is to go to our Facebook page. Just search for Jock Laramie, D-A-R, uh, J-A-C-Q-U-E-S, Laramie, D-A-R. Uh, and we have a number of ways people can donate. We have a GoFundMe site. They can go online to read across America and donate that way. Uh, so, uh, there's a number of ways people will get involved. And we'll be out in the community between now and the order deadline of November 28th. So, okay. there'll be several opportunities.
1: Okay. And do you need people to help lay the wreaths?
10: Yes. The day of the event, we always need volunteers to come out to the cemetery to lay the wreaths. National Wreaths Across America Day is December 17th. And we meet up at the GAR Memorial at uh, Green Hill Cemetery at 11 a.m. and go from there. And we always have a great turnout from the Laramie community of people to come out and help lay the wreaths, So okay. we really appreciate that.
1: So to get people to the taco dinner to raise money for this event, they need to be where when?
10: At the Laramie VFW Post, Saturday, October 29th, between 5 and 7. Tickets $10. Just buy at the door.
1: All right. Thank you for coming on this morning. Keep us posted on how this is going if you need anything else, you know, more funds raised or more volunteers. We certainly
10: will,
1: and thank you. All right. Coming up on 810 888 97 Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Now, real quick, for those just joining me, earlier I was talking about the city of San Francisco. I would say it that way because now and then we get a call from Dave in San Francisco, and Dave likes to tell us how superior San Francisco is to us here in Wyoming. Apparently, we're doing everything wrong. Well, typical San Francisco, they wanted to build a, because everybody poops on the streets, they allow that, by the way. They just allow people to go ahead and relieve themselves wherever, and then they hired people outrageous sums of money to pay them to go around and clean it up. That's literally what's happening. But they decided to go ahead and build a public toilet system anyway. And they that one toilet in one little building, right, two and a half years worth of committee meetings and unions, $1.7 million. And I pointed out why. Well, of course, obviously that's absurd. But how that can get done in just a matter of a few weeks at far less money. And you can even, like Gillette-Wyoming did, have far more toilets available. If you got rid of all the committees and the unions and so on, you can have a decent facility like they do in Gillette for a lot less money. Looks really good. Even the Gillette one is even heated in the wintertime. And it's far less money. Now, on that note, from Wyoming public media, this, falls, this is not about toilets. This is about bureaucracy and how to get things done. There are times though, when Wyoming falls into the bureaucratic trap and things can get done a lot simpler, a lot smoother. So from Wyoming public media headline, Gordon's fuel work group points to possible solutions for high prices. Okay, so gasoline prices going up in the state of Wyoming like everywhere else. And so to do something about it, the governor put together a task force Now, they've been meeting for weeks. Here's what they've come up with. The story says relief at the gas pump might not be immediate, according to a new state report on how to reduce fuel prices. However, several ideas were floated. Governor Gordon appointed a gas and diesel work group earlier this summer, so he did this during the course of the early summer to help lower the costs. Back in June, average cost of gas about five dollars a gallon. Workgroup's findings, four major factors. Some solution to directly lower prices for customers, the group identified. Sales tax relief. So we needed a committee meeting for that. Well, we could always just offer sales tax relief. Now, see, part of the problem with that is a lot of this, well, the sales tax money here in the state of Wyoming goes to the road you're driving on. That's the point of the sales tax when you're buying gas in Wyoming. The Wyoming portion of the sales tax goes to the road you're driving on. So YDOT needs that. And if you've been watching this summer, they've done a lot of road work. But, okay, we could do that, was the suggestion. Wyoming residents pay about 90% of all sales tax in the state. According to the report, so how about... Uh, and disadvantages include complexity of the administration, additional administrative burdens, retailers. You know, it's, it's a complex process, which they could simplify the process, by the way, to make it more efficient, less expensive. So that was one idea. They needed a committee for that, right? That started early summer and went all the way till now. Other ideas include creating a Wyoming gas app, where people could use the app to qualify for partial refunds. Now, that would cost the taxpayers for fuel over $4 a gallon. So if the fuel hits over $4 a gallon, the state will give you a partial refund or tax credit. All right, once again, that's coming out. Well, in that case, it's coming out of the taxpayer's pocket, I believe is the way that they're... Offering us. Well, there's a couple of solutions. The other way would be also the same tax credit, but using an app to do that. Depends on which way. Did you want to pay them out of the stake offers or do you want a tax break? Now, some of the other solutions, more indirect. Some examples include bringing more gas and diesel from other refineries and streamlining the Wyoming permitting process to increase refining capacity in the state. So here's a quote The working group. Heard considerable testimony that refining capacity within the state is a challenge. Okay. I'm not a genius. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm some kind of a genius on this. But sitting here behind this microphone, I said, well, here's what we really need to do. We can go ahead. I know that a lot of Wyoming land is owned by the federal government. That's part of the problem with the drilling process. But there's plenty of land out there that is Wyoming land and private land. So allow people to drill for oil there. Now, as far as refineries go, there's plenty of places that we could allow refineries and streamline the permitting process. One of the reasons why we haven't built in America a new refinery in a really long time is federal government bureaucracy. It's just about impossible to do it. Now, North Dakota, I think I'm saying that right, right, guys? Okay, North Dakota is building the first refinery in decades, since like the 70s. Other than that, nobody can seem to get it done. And that's partly because North Dakota is doing it on state land. They're keeping the feds out of it. We have private land. We have state land. And we can keep the feds out of it to go ahead and drill for and refine our own right here in the state. And if we keep the feds out of it, that process can actually be done in a very short period of time. It doesn't take decades to get that done. So where the governor had a committee that started like early June and went all the way until just like last week. And this is what they've come up with after all of these meetings. I call that a waste of time. When all you really needed to do was just sit down for a couple of minutes like I did. And what's the problem here? Drilling and digging is not allowed by the federal government right now. It's almost impossible to do. That's one. Refineries, we need more of them. That's two. You solve those problems... All of a sudden, America's swimming in gas and diesel again, and the prices drop, especially in the state of Wyoming where we're producing it. See how easy that was? Now, I wonder, how much was the committee paid for all of that work? See, I I do this work here, and, and I never get a paycheck from these people. Ever. 817, wake up, Wyoming.
0: The following road to start your morning. Coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio.
1: Hey 22, it's the time it's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I'm kinda of harping on bureaucrats for a while because they actually do drive me absolutely crazy. I'll mention it again for those people just joining me. So yeah, uh San Francisco, one public toilet in a park with one toilet in it for one person at a time, two and a half years worth of committee meetings and $1.7 million. Yeah, this is what happens. And this is why when President Biden, when he was running for vice president and was debating Sarah Palin, that was That's a while back, right? This is where they got into a haggle back and forth about drill baby drill, as Sarah Palin said. And President, now President Biden at the time said, that doesn't make any sense. You find oil somewhere, it takes you 10 years to get to it. Well, yeah, because of the bureaucracy, North Dakota pointed out when they had a big oil boom a while ago, that if you do it on private land and get the federal government out of it, Heck, you can throw an oil rig up within a month and start sucking oil out of the ground. It does not take that long to get really good work done if you have – well, Foster Freeze, remember back when he was running for governor. So he had given me a call, and he was having a meeting, and he just wanted me to go there and just sit in on the meeting so I could watch what was happening, which I was happy to do. And I'm glad I did because I got a nice steak and potatoes for lunch out of the deal. Yeah, while I'm sitting there watching this meeting, I'm served food. I, I'm happy with this arrangement. Really, I am. Afterwards, I'm talking with him, and his secretary walks over and hands him the phone. And he's on the phone nodding his head and going, uh huh, uh huh, yep, yep. Okay, we'll do this. And he hands the phone back to his secretary. And somebody asked him, hey, uh, so, Foster, You don't really do meetings, do you? No, I don't do meetings. I don't do committees. I make decisions. I hate meetings. I don't do them. Oh, so that's how you get things done, huh? If you want to go ahead and put up some kind of a public toilet facility, you pick the plans, you get some bids from some contractors, and you can get it done within a few weeks, the whole thing, start to finish, at a very low price, by the way. But okay, this is why I whether we're talking on the local level all the way up to the federal level major cities, but even the federal government, one of the reasons that your government and your business can run so slow is because of these endless nonstop committee meetings that just get in the way. You really want to get America, American's economy going again. You want to get the nation's economy going again. One way to do it is to greatly reduce the size of useless bureaucracy. Well, I mean, even these guys need to go on vacation now, and then I know maybe we get a little bit of relief when they do that. Maybe? Oh, I don't know. What do you think a bureaucrat does when he goes on vacation? Dedicated reliable-ish, hardworking from 10 to 3, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. They are the American bureaucrat, because the engine that was America's progress and success was running a little too fast and efficient. Who knows where all of this innovation and success was going? So for the good of the nation, somebody needed to slow it down. It took a lot of paper to jam up those gears of progress But no one knows paper like the bureaucrat. And America was too rich compared to the rest of the world. Can't have that. No one knows how to make your money disappear like the proud men and women of the American bureaucracy. So, America, take all your great ideas and big dreams and flush them. And if you find your dreams coming true, don't worry. The American bureaucracy has a ton of paperwork and a line for you to stand in. Bureaucracy. Slowing progress and freedom for a more humble America. A little while ago, the Dan, the same guy who does the voice that you hear for uh, Colorado Grassroots, that guy. He came to me with an idea for a script. We wrote a really uh, good script together, mostly his ideas. And then he had me help him put a video together for this. I asked the question, where do these guys go on vacation? When they take a vacation. You know, bureaucrats actually have conventions? That was his idea.
9: The following is a paid advertisement for the hardworking-ish bureaucrats of America. Are you a bureaucrat? We would like to invite you to register for the Hometown International Bureaucratic Information and Justification Institute for the Bureau of Internal Symposium, or E.B.G.B.s for short. heebie invites you to this one or a three-day symposium, depending if our three-day internal certification is renewed, we will have an exciting lineup planned. Health and Human Services Director Kathleen Sebelius, former IRS Manager Lois Lerner, and former head of the EPA Lisa Jackson. Registration is easy. Just go to Hometown International Bureaucratic Information and Justification Institute for the Bureau of Internal Symposiums. Com. And click register now. No, not now, but when you get there, click the word now, but not yet. You'll be directed to a site requesting you to fill out a small 12-page application. This application gives you the HBG's information and authorizes
1: you to print off a short 37-page registration form. After your registration form is complete, please go back to the HBG's website and follow the same steps two more times. Since registration and triplicate is required and copies will not be accepted, please fill out one with a number two pen, two with a ballpoint pen, and three with a crayon. Snail mail your application and registration along with your non-refundable check and money order. Each made out for $250 to HBG credit cards are accepted, but please allow for additional. Ten to twelve weeks for processing. You will then be promptly
9: notified within eight to ten months if your non-refundable registration has been accepted. Don't delay. Get the Heebie Jeebies today. Coming up on
1: eight thirty. Local news coming to you right after local news update on the weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again with a nice long segment of open phones. 97 Woods. Eight 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 ninety seven W O O wake up Wyoming.
0: Letting you vet. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at
1: 888-97-WOODS. 8.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Monday. I'm Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to real quick cover something that I started this morning right out of the box at 6 o'clock with. And I'm sorry to do this to you. Hang on to your head. Put a hat on if you can. This is going to cause splatter across the room. So Liz Cheney... Do that to you on a Monday. All right. So anyway, she is uh, one of those that wanted a subpoena of former President Trump in front of the January 6th committee. And so that supposedly is going to happen this week. This is what's supposed to happen, right? All right. Well... Thing is, she was on Meet the Press, and she does not want this televised. She says she doesn't want to give the president a platform, or the former president a platform, so she doesn't want to test uh televised. To well, okay, am I supposed to trust then what the news media will show us of his testimony, or what the January 6th committee? will show us of his testimony. Now, I'm not coming down, I'm not making an argument one way or the other about what you think about Trump or January 6th, that's not my point. My point is a fair hearing. If you're going to have these hearings in Congress, then just like a court of law, you have a fair hearing where both sides get to present evidence. But instead, the January 6th committee has been completely one-sided. There's nothing but Trump haters, and I don't mean people who disagree with Trump, Trump haters on that committee. Nobody else has been up there to present any kind of evidence. And they've been televising this ahead of the election, of course, but also to make sure that, well, as much damage is done to Trump as possible. In fact, uh, Cheney even said, though, in that same Meet the Press interview, She would even run for president to stop him from ever being president again. Okay, the point is not about Liz. The point is not about Trump. The point really is about if you're going to have hearings like this, wouldn't you want to do it in the most fair and balanced way? Imagine you were brought to court. You are the defendant. You've been accused of something. Now, the judge only lets the prosecution talk, and the prosecution's allowed to bring witnesses up. No cross-examination by your lawyer. Your lawyer's not allowed to say anything. Neither are you. So the jury is only going to hear one side of this story. You and your lawyer just need to sit there quietly. If you're even allowed in the room for that matter, you might not even be allowed in the courtroom. As the entire case is laid out, so what do you think the outcome is going to be when the jury goes to decide? Right. That's the problem I've been having with the January 6th committee. Again, I don't care what side of the argument you come down on this. This has not been fair. So if Trump is going to get up there to testify, which it looks like he might, we'll see. I never believe that something is going to happen until after it happens. So a way to see, does Trump get up there and testify? Should he do that? It should be televised, just like everything else from the January 6th committee, to make sure that we get a complete picture before the American people decide. And the American people decide, in this case, at the ballot box. Although there have been those who have been wanting to bring criminal charges against Trump. But again, whole nother topic there. But if they did bring criminal charges and it went to court... I guarantee you, the court hearings would not be like the January 6th hearings. There would actually be people from both sides making their cases in front of a judge or judges, one of the cases there. All right. So that's the latest on Liz. Get that out of the way. Unless something happens, I will not explode your head with her name the rest of the week. Now, And by the way, just so you know, when I played that effect... Let me go grab it again. Because I want, some people are a little new to the program on occasion and they don't know. Let me see, is that what I had right here? Yep. When I play this effect, it's not me commenting on whether I agree or disagree with Liz. That has nothing to do with it. I play that because that's the reaction that I often get whenever I say Liz Cheney. It's just a reflection of the reaction that I get when I bring up her name in public or even on the air here people tend to yeah Chet and Yoder laughing as by the way, well he sent me a bunch of laughing emojis here. You can do that by the way if you're if you're uh, using the wake up Wyoming app which is free to download at your app store you can go ahead and hit chat when I'm on the air and send me text messages like a lot of other people from around the region do. And I respond to those while I'm on the air and off the air throughout the entire program. All right, one more, you know, put that whole January 6th thing aside for a moment. Then there was this I just want to get out of the way. So here is President Biden trying to pass or, or get done a student loan forgiveness. You've been tracking this, right? And part of the problem with it is there's even a stay on this. A judge has recently ordered the whole forgiveness program to be put on hold while it's looked at because this is the president with the swipe of a pen deciding something, which he's not allowed to do. Even the wicked witch of the West, Nancy Pelosi, has said that the president really doesn't have the power to do this. He can't just at the stroke of a pen Just forgive student debt. Of course, he's trying to do this just in front of the election, too, right? But the court has put this on hold. But the president, and if you go to the whitehouse.gov website, you'll see where they're continuing to ask people to apply for student loan forgiveness. And he's going around the country talking about this just ahead of the elections. All right. Well, of course, they try to get done as much as whether they're able to do it or not doesn't matter. They have the Democrats have to appear as if they're trying to get this done. The president has to appear as if he's trying to get this done. Headline Biden says he passed student loan bailout by a vote or two. But actually, Congress never voted on it. Well Let's see if I can play the audio for this.
9: Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two.
1: Okay. Uh, that's what he said when being interviewed about this. It's passed. I got this passed by a vote or two. No, he didn't. It never went through Congress. A bill was never introduced in Congress. Uh, that went through. Nothing was ever passed. president never signed the bill. That's why this has gone to court, because whether you agree with student loan forgiveness or not, as I've been saying in the the last segment, that's not the issue. It's an issue of the process of how we get things done in this country and how much power we allow various branches of government and not just groups, but even individuals to have. And so, no, the president is not allowed to just grab a piece of paper and just write an executive order, and therefore it is done. It's not how we do it in this country. And so that's why it's gone to court. And at the moment, the court has said, hold up, hold everything. There's no student loan forgiveness until the court takes a look at this. And that will be appealed, too, but that's where we are right now. 845, Wake Up, Wyoming.
0: Talk Radio's case the day at eight 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 ninety seven 97 Woods. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030
1: K2 Radio. 848's the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, pop quiz. What state is Devil's Tower located in? Wyoming. Yeah, okay, good. There is a quiz that I came across that it just, do you know where this is in the country? And at first I thought, come on, of course it's in Wyoming. Then I realized before I came to Wyoming, I had only seen Neville's Tower in one movie.
6: Close Encounters of the
1: Third Kind. And I had no, I forgot what state they said it was in, so I had no idea. So before I moved to Wyoming, which is about 14 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to answer that question. But you've seen it with your own eyes. Now that I've been here and seen it with my own eyes... Actually, the first time I went to see it, so I'd been in Wyoming for about a week, right? And it is a Saturday night, and I'm watching television, and it's snowing lightly outside, and Close Encounters is on television. Oh, okay. And I look it up, and I'm living in Gillette at the time, just up the road from here. Mm-hmm. So Sunday morning, I show up. It's a cold, lightly snowy Sunday morning. And I pulled up. I'm one of the first into the park, and there's like three other cars that pull in with me. And as we all got out, I looked at them. I swear I did this, Frank. And I said, who was watching it on TV last night? And everybody raised their hand. Yeah, <laughs> Don't you think this is really weird? We all felt compelled to show up. <laughs>
6: After you saw the go- yeah. the, go- the Goonies or whatever yeah. it was.
1: So now as I am going through writing this article about how a lot of people around America would not be able to tell you where Devil's Tower is, I started thinking about other places. Like, for example, I have seen videos of reporters going up and sticking a microphone in someone's face. So, where is Mount Rushmore? One guy thought it was in Maine. No. No. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. No, so, there's no. some things I think, Frank, we should all know.
6: Well, it's like, uh, you know, where's Grant's tomb?
1: Yes. Yeah, who's buried in Grand Tomb? Stirl- yeah, who's buried in Grant. Grand Tomb? <laughs> yeah, I mean, duh. There's some things... Where is Washington, D.C.? In yeah, Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah. <laughs> That's where just- Some things should be pretty obvious. But there's a few other things that I think we can forgive people for not knowing. But you ought to know where Mount Rushmore is. I would hope so. Yeah. I mean... Can you forgive me for not knowing where Devil's Tower was before I showed up in Wyoming? It, it,
6: it, it, if you don't know, it's remote. Yeah. I mean, you have to be out. of better, like, oh, there yeah. there it is. Okay.
1: But I better know where Yellowstone is.
6: Well, everyone knows where Yellowstone yeah, okay. is because Yogi Bear lived in Jellystone. And yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there's certain things you just need to know, you know, where that is and other stuff that... Now, can you... If I... Without showing you a map, if I name certain states, do you think you can get all their locations right? Yeah. Yeah, I think most people say yeah, but then there's a few states that are kind of sketchy. Right? So North
6: Dakota is over there.
1: North Dakota is above South Dakota.
6: Yeah, it's, up, oh, it's over there. College football from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys improved the 5-3. and three. Overall, 3-1 three and Mountain West play after a 28-14 win over Utah State and Laramie on Saturday night. On offense, the Cowboys wanted to run the ball, and that's exactly what they did. Titus went with 160 yards on the ground. DQ James with 120. Overall, the Cowboys have 529 yards of offense. That's big time. Cowboy defense held Utah State to 217 of offense, and that's big time, too. Casper Native and the Trona County High School grad Jordan Bernoli with 9-10. In the sack, UW hits the road for Hawaii on Saturday night for a 10 p.m. kickoff. In the National Football League, the toothless Denver Broncos lost another pillow fight. They were beaten by the New York Jets in Denver yesterday, 16 to nine. Bronco defense did their job. The Bronco offense just—they just stink. Quarterback Russell Wilson missed the game due to a torn hamstring. He's been mediocre this year. Good or, no matter what he is. His replacement, Brett Ripon, was was mediocre too yesterday. throwing for 225 yards, one interception, and no touchdowns. Bronco offensive line hasn't been great either. The Bronco team, especially when they have the ball, is virtually unwatchable. And it's been a nightmare for first-year, first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett, who looks to be in over his head. Denver will play Jacksonville in London on Sunday. High school football, the regular season, did conclude over the weekend. In 4A in the Toronto Clinch, the number 3C with a 56-14 win over Thunder Basin. So NC will host Campbell County in the first round of the playoffs on Friday. Laramie made the playoffs as the 8C with a 21-0 win over Cheyenne South, so Laramie will go to Sheridan in the, in the first round of the 4A playoffs. Kelly Walsh was eliminated. They lost to Cheyenne East 49-7. East will host Rock Springs in the first round. Cheyenne Central Club Rock Springs over the weekend 45-7, so Central will get a home playoff game on Friday hosting Thunder Basin. In 3A, Douglas over Landard and the regular season 45-0, so Douglas gets a number one seed. They'll host Powell in the first round. In 2A, Burns is in the postseason. They'll be at Lyman in the first round of the playoffs. Glenrock will miss the playoffs. In 1A, six-man KC with a home playoff game this week against Encampment, and Midwest will not make the postseason. State High School cross-country meet was held on Saturday in Ethidy. The Cheyenne Central girls repeated as the 4A state champs, with Sidney Morrell of the Indians winning the individual title. And the Trona finished second in the team standings, just six points behind Central. Laramie's Addison 4 took third, and the Tronas Ashley Girls fourth. On the boys' side in 4A, Hobby Wetzel from Star Valley was the winner there, and Star Valley took the team title. Two Notre as Tristan Enders was second, and his teammate Jackson Dutcher was third. That's it in sports.
1: So okay, uh, UW is going to Hawaii. Well, Yes, now, this is your chance, Frank.
6: I know. I, w- I would wow. love love to go. You know. Nice
1: press pass. You work for a good sized company over here. You know,
6: you know just you get on need... the get on the plane, hang out. You, you need know? to be at
1: this game. You know,
6: yeah. go to the. Nor it used to be that they wouldn't leave until Monday. The, yeah. the coaches gave the kids a chance to um, uh, get on the beach. Right? You know, and hang out. And i we've had people call us from Hawaii listening to the game on K2 Radio from Hawaii. Oh, geez, yeah.
1: See, uh, Frank needs to get a good tan for research purposes to write the article. Yeah. So,
6: you know, well, you know, and, and, and various sunscreens and, yeah, and, and various. And, 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 and take pictures.
1: And cold, frothy drinks yeah, in frothy, your hand. There. Yeah, Toes yeah, in the yeah, sand. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have. To take care. Rolling up on News Time after that, then open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. I think it's pretty. Nine oh six. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, phone lines open. 888 woods eight 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 ninety seven woods Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine, I'll roll with it. Let's go. Hmm, should I play it again? Sometimes I hesitate oh, playing the same opening twice during the course of a show. You know, I think, why not? This is the second gun story this morning. Your favorite song. I like
5: guns. I like the way they look. I
1: So I told you a little while ago that it's now official if you're in Canada uh, no guns no handguns. Not allowed to buy them, not allowed to sell them, not allowed to give them somebody as a present, no new guns into the country. Which, right away, I look at and I think, well, you've got to have a tough time enforcing that because there's always an underground market. But even if they were successful in enforcing that, especially in an area as rural as Canada, you're not talking major city stuff. You're talking people living way out in the middle of nowhere. So someone can own, even sell, trade, whatever guns. Who's going to know? Nobody really would. But remember, as I've talked before about the U.K., United Kingdom, did all they could to make guns as illegal as possible, and the murder rate went up. Not down. People started stabbing each other. So if people want to commit murder, they're going to do it. If, you, if they can't get a gun, they're just going to pick up some other kind of tool. You're not trying to solve for a gun here. You're trying to solve for what is the problem with society that people want to kill each other. So let's go to Chicago. Gun control Chicago. Heavily gun controlled Chicago. Not completely banned. At one time, they did have a complete ban on guns in Chicago. Supreme Court overruled that, but it wasn't making much difference anyway. What I laughed at at the time was when the Supreme Court said, no, people have the right to bear arms, but there's going to be mayhem in the streets of Chicago. There already is. At least now you allow some some honest people, decent people, the right to defend themselves. But okay, over the weekend in gun control Chicago, one of the most heavily gun controlled cities in America, 50 shot just this weekend, including a 14-year-old boy on a playground, and five at a drag racing incident. So eight juveniles, three men with gang affiliations, and a street racing incident as well. Chicago's story says gun violence erupted into another bloody weekend, which over 50 people were shot, including a 14-year-old boy and three men with gang affiliations killed at a drag racing incident involving about 100 cars, which I bet is illegal too. Violence talks about when it occurred, between 6 p.m. and midnight total, there were 43 shootings and 51 shooting victims, which included at least eight juveniles. Police said of them, 11 recorded murders, 10 people were fatally shot, and one was fatally stabbed. Among those fatally shot, and it talks about, you know, who was in what incident where. Police say three deceased males believed to have been between the ages of 15 and 20. all had gang affiliations. And then two others were shot and remained in critical condition. At least eight juveniles were among the shooting victims over the weekend. On Saturday, a 14-year-old boy was on a playground, suffered a graze to the face, rushed to the hospital. He's okay kid's just at the playground, but this is Chicago for you. An hour later, 16-year-old male was killed after being shot in the back while standing outside, uh, and two unidentified male offenders had exited a dark sedan. He was rushed to a hospital where he later died. 13-year-old girl. Was in the immediate area and was struck twice in the neck. She was rushed to the hospital. She's in good condition, thankfully. A 12-year-old boy, serious condition after being shot in the chest while walking on a sidewalk. And another shooting involving juveniles included wounded. A 17-year-old girl shot in the hand. 15-year-old boy shot in the foot. 15-year-old boy shot multiple times uh, at 7 a.m. No arrests have been made in the shootings. None. Last weekend, police said 26 shootings occurred. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay, let me see if I can get... Uh, hang on a second. Judy, you there? Yeah, i Okay, here. good. Okay. Sometimes the phone does this weird thing where it sort of splits your calls and it looks like you're on several lines at once. so i have to it's kind of fun judy i get to look at it and think okay which one is judy on so this one i happen to get it right
7: well maybe i'd use five phones to call you yeah
1: right (laughs) do it all at once okay what you got for me
7: um let's start out with Nancy Pelosi's little interview that she did on i think it was 60 minutes or no that was all biden on 60 minutes yeah she was on one of the talk shows this weekend And she didn't want to take any of the blame for the economy or the energy problems or any of that. And I thought, there is nobody in their right mind that's going to watch this woman and not know she's lying through all things. Yeah. You know? And then uh, I caught Liz Cheney. uh, I know, I know. It it blew me away, too. Does she not realize that she will never, ever, ever, ever have the love the admiration of the American people or world leaders. She's, you know, in not letting Trump have a public testimony. Yeah, what's that, you? She's afraid he's going to blow them guys out of the water. Is what she's right. afraid of.
1: Well, what I was um, saying earlier this morning about that was, you know, no matter which side somebody's on on this whole January sixth committee. This I've I've given you this analogy. It's like you wind up in court and you're the defendant, and you yeah. are not allowed to even be in the courtroom with your lawyer while the prosecutor goes after you with all sorts of witnesses. And then the decision and is yeah, made, and, and he never got to say a word. Yeah,
7: that's what they did. Is they did a one sided, and the panel is illegally made up by their own rules. It was supposed to have thirteen. Remember? Yeah. By or not. Uh, Yeah, 13, I think, uh, two independents and five and five, and then the toss-up, I guess, and whatever. But anyway, uh, they ended up with, what, nine that Uh hate Trump? Seven of them were on his impeachment twice. So you can't tell me that's a fair thing. And now we're getting all of this footage. You know, they went after uh, Cersei, who did, it was called Capital Punishment, the movie, I don't know if you saw it. But he was there that day, too, and he walked around the crowd and he talked to people and saw that, you know, this side of the, the Capitol, they were all peaceful. The ones that were breaking into the building and ones that were busting windows, those were Antifa guys and BLM guys. If you look at Millie Weaver's footage from all of that, see this stuff is leaking out, and it's leaking out pretty hard. The J6 committee doesn't want you to know that this was a pre-planned thing. Think of bony uh Nancy Pelosi just happened to have a camera crew there
1: mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. uh, w- when's that supposed to take place? This week?
7: Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't
1: trust because you know they're going to release video of the testimony and the media will dutifully play it, but only what they yeah. want us to see.
7: Yeah, but you know the good thing right now is we have enough people out there that were there that day that are locked up to where they can't talk and be be yeah. uh, in the public eye. One guy is talking from his jail cell, and every time he talks, they lock him up in solitary confinement. Yeah. Did you know there were four Capitol Police officers killed within two months after the J-6? I wonder why. Uh, they accidentally committed suicide, all of them in their 30s, mm-hmm. with kids and wives at home. Uh, the, the whole thing stinks. We all know it. And whether Cheney likes it or not, yeah, the election was stolen and we know it.
1: Okay. Now I'm, I'm so glad that know. you got that out of your system.
7: <laughs>
1: Have a good day, you guys. All right, fine. I'm protected
7: because I made this hat from aluminum foil. Foil. Where I had this foil
4: line in case an alien's inclined to probe your butt or read
3: your mind
0: listen anywhere, and chat live with Glenn during the show on AM 1030
1: K2 Radio. 9.22 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. a 97 woods the phone number. eight 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 ninety 97 woodsi I-88-JOHN says the Trump hearing is supposed to be 11.14 is the date for the hearing on that. Okay. Uh, if that... I hadn't heard when, but if you say so, okay. Camilla Swannett, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a socialist in Seattle, Washington. She's a councilwoman who has led efforts to defund the police. She now wants police protection. I would love to be able to turn to her and say, you know, we could help you with that, but you defunded the police, so... And, and by the way, if you want private security, you're going to have to pay for that on your own. Conservative radio host in the area reported that she demanded Seattle Police Department place officers outside her residence from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. for protection until a suspect was arrested. And the suspect, uh, and the alleged demands were made in response to her claiming that bags of human feces had been thrown at our house on several occasions the most recent incident occurring on October 13th. Well, hang on. Seattle is one of those places, much like San Francisco, that allows people to just, you know, if if you feel the call of nature, wherever you are is fine. Well, these people were nice enough to bag it and then try to throw it out of the way instead of leaving it there on the street. So what if it her house? Anyway, after the incident, October 8th, the councilwoman says, uh, Officers told her husband, well, what do you expect us to do? After the house was targeted with feces on another incident October 13th, she said she received an email calling her the queen of excrement. I'm editing that. Further reading, you can sit on your throne of human excrement. She has since accused the Seattle Police Department of failing to investigate the incident. Well, I tell you what you do. You take what's inside the bag. You do DNA test. Might lead you to the guy. Saying they did not open an investigation on any of the incidences where feces was thrown at her home. Well, now, I can see how they would not open up an investigation on this because they don't have the resources to do it because she led a push to defund the police. Story says there's no obvious glaring inconsistency between this approach and the way the former mayor, after a peaceful Black Lives Matter protest was held a short distance from the mansion, was provided a 24-hour stakeout for a full year. Yeah. Also, the social city Council, Socialist City Council member who participated in the Black Lives Matter protests is being—they're being told that uh, there were threatening incidents. In this, is well. why I don't know. Understand? Hang on a second here. Miss Mary's trying to send me a phone call, and uh, here we go. Nancy, is this you? Did I get you, Nancy? Hello. Yeah, okay, good. So do, I'm sorry, the phone's doing weird stuff so I wasn't sure if I had you. Nancy's calling about San Francisco. Haven't heard from you yes. a while. Glad you're still out there. Uh,
10: well, you know I'll be 86 here before long so yeah. I I got to make it fast.
1: okay. So okay, so uh, get <laughs> as many phone calls between I now and then.
10: On my coffee. Over <laughs> your, uh, your San Francisco son. You know what I do? I'd change
1: that over to Chicago by Frank Sinatra oh yeah that yeah, would be, no, yeah.
10: that's
1: be idea that's, that's not a great show
10: keep up the good work
1: alright thank you you see she's making the call short and sweet because she probably doesn't have much time left <laughs> don't look at your radio that way that's what she told me I'm 86 years old and by the way I've said this when the lady Alex was producing the show and Miss Mary and I both agree on this don't you just love Nancy's uh voice there when she calls in? She's calling in from Cheyenne, I think, right? Is that right? Yeah. Uh i am always but eighty six years old and I just love that voice. Now, the San Francisco song she's talking about. Let me let me for those who haven't heard this, what I did was I just took the song, If You're Going to San Francisco, and it talks about love and peace and flowers in your hair, and you'll meet some gentle people there. And what I did was I added in what you would honestly hear in San Francisco if you were to go visit there. All the gunshots. and. I love the line, you're going to meet some peaceful people there. Here it goes. There. Yeah, right. it doesn't work. Yeah, well. Now, the other song I played, this actually came from the Babylon Bee. I wish we all could leave California now. I wish we all could leave
7: California
1: now. Babylon Bee's doing some great work right about now. I mean, just dynamite. That's a video they have i wish we all could leave california now now this is one that i came up with a while ago i want to start a business a chain of retail stores that surround the california border called banned in california because if they banned they want to ban the sales of the electric car there's certain kind of guns even televisions that are banned there's all sorts of things that are banned in california for all sorts of social justice reasons but uh, also climate change regions and so on and so on. So that's what I would sell in this chain, a retail source. Hey, friends, do you find yourself living in California and able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, now you can. Shop free at will. Because of a new chain of stores opening up on the California border. It's Banned, banned in California. California. Yes, Banned in California provides all the products that you're no longer allowed to buy inside the California border. Guys, have you been wanting to buy that new fur coat for the little lady? What about that massive, energy-guzzling big-screen TV? You'll find it on sale now at Band in California. Serious lawnmowers that get the job done at big SUVs. And yes, to keep those little kitties happy, get them a Happy Meal with extra trans fats in the food court, of course. And feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady goes to the tanning bed. Yes, Band in california now located at every state location along the california border open 24 hours a day seven days a week illegal immigrants on staff to show you how to speak back across the border with everything you purchased. coming up on 9 30 local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast and you and i get back into it again triple 97 woods the phone number 888 97 w o d s wake up wyoming
0: Woods on AM 1030, K2 Radio. Join the show at
1: 888-97-Woods. Nine thirty six to the time. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 888-97-Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Okay, so... I was talking earlier this morning about how some things are just outrageously expensive. When government does it, when government gets involved, it does not take nearly as long or cost nearly as much when the private sector does something, right? Which is one of my complaints when it comes to wind and solar energy, because, of course, if government's involved, there's going to be a lot of waste and fraud and et cetera, et cetera. Headline, $3.8 trillion of investment into renewables has transitioned us from 82 percent usage of fossil fuels to 81 percent and it took 10 years to achieve that so think about it there's this big push to wind and solar so far it's cost about 3.8 trillion dollars over 10 years And all that they have achieved out of that is we went from 82% coal, gas, and oil to using 81% coal, gas, and oil. And those people that are in favor of wind and solar energy are hoping to have this transition done soon because, you know, we got a planet to save, right? Economist Jeff Curry of Goldman Sachs. Here is a stat for you, he says. As of January of this year and the end of last year, overall fossil fuel represents 81% of the overall energy consumption in this country. Ten years ago, we were at 82%. So all of that investment in wind and solar, you're talking about $3.8 trillion. Let me repeat that, he says, $3.8 trillion worth of investment. And it's moved us 1% over 10 years. But you know, he says, given the recent events and what's happened with the loss of gas to replace it with coal and a number of other key things like that, well, maybe they can make some more progress in the next 10 years that will now probably not. Think about that kind of an investment and where that money could have been better spent, which is why I say, when it comes to building wind and solar, for those people who who believe in those projects, Go right ahead. You invest in that. You invest your money voluntarily in those projects and let them be built. I don't want subsidies for these things. We don't subsidize coal, gas, and oil. I know you hear that we do, but we don't. We give them tax breaks, which is something different. See, a tax break is when a company has worked for and earned the money, and so that money belongs to them. And if they're going to engage in growing the company or hiring people or repairing old equipment or something like that, then we'll give them a break so they have the money to do so. That's a tax break. That money was theirs to begin with. We're just not taking it from them. But a subsidy is when government takes money from the taxpayers and gives it to somebody so they can build their business. That's completely different. I don't mind investing in certain things that I believe in, but I don't want to be told that I have to invest in it, whether I like it or not, which is what's happening with wind and solar. So all that they did there, everything that they did over 10 years and $3.8 trillion, and that's as much as they got done. All right. And now the state of Wyoming is going around handing out money uh, which comes from the federal government, which is still your money, future generations' money, to build charging stations for electric vehicles, which is why I was saying last week when we were talking about it that I would have preferred that just private enterprise did it on its own. And just like they did with gas stations. Gas stations don't get these kinds of breaks. No one from the state of Wyoming or the federal government— is going around handing out money. Here, build more gas stations. That never happened. Even as the, uh, the internal combustion engine was taking over, taking America by storm, everybody wanted to own an automobile all of a sudden. Came back from World War II, and everybody wanted to own an automobile. And so the industry boomed. And with that boom people realize we know what these people are going to need fuel and if I build some gas stations I can make a lot of money off of this and that's how that took over not because of government subsidies so now I guarantee, I, I really do think that over time because of the waste of time and the waste of money and the inefficiency of government that we do see more and more wind and solar projects as well as charging stations just fall into disrepair At some point, the subsidies do run out. The subsidies always run out, and they fall into disrepair. And then where are we then? Yeah, they put all of this time and all of this money into infrastructure that never really took off. They tried to force it to take off, but it never really took off. It was not organic, if you will, in the marketplace. It was artificial, and so it didn't last. 942, Wake Up, Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming mobile app
0: Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio
1: Nine forty-seven at time Wake up Wyoming my name is Glenn Woods thanks for joining me so uh, Frank Gambino Sitting in the studio with me, so we have a athlete, but it's uh, not who you think. Who? But this person should get some kind of an award. Deer two five five, according to Cowboy State Daily. So this is migration time, right? Okay, so this doe will do about twenty one hundred miles and break all records doing it. Two thousand one hundred miles. And uh, ranchers, you know, will will see her go by. Put it this way: when other deer are migrating or pronghorn, whatever it might be, are migrating, they like to stop and eat for a while, just like and we get do. to drink. Sure, they take their time. They sightsee. You know, oh, not this lady. No, she just uh, she, she'll eat when she has to, but she just kind of heads. She just does it. She's heads on the le- she's in the left hand lane yeah. of the trail here. Yeah. So, let me see, uh, does her usual, I'm trying to see, in what time does she do that? With, well, it really doesn't take her a whole lot of time, but there's even a picture over here, and she just kind of keeps it moving. So, if you want to go ahead and put uh, an animal, do you have record books that you can go ahead and give an award or a trophy to? Or maybe we can we can, we can make one, put a medal? I think that she probably already has a medal. Because if she's Deer 255, then they've already given her a medal.
6: Right. She's being tracked evidently. Yeah,
1: apparently. And there's even a picture here of her. There's a trail cam, and she walked right (laughs) up and put her pretty little face right into the trail cam. So you can tell where she is right now Uh, or close to it. You know, I would like to figure out how exactly they do that. As of Friday, uh, Deer 255 was still uh, in her summer range. A rugged section of the high country near Jackson, but at some point she's going to turn and start walking, and not only meet everybody else, but continue on past them. Right. Yeah. Now I bet she's in the summer range because the snow just started, mm-hmm. so she had time to sort of hang out there and you know get some good food before I mean, she, she went. she
6: can hang out at the elk refuge. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. You know, okay. Eat and then take off.
1: When researchers earlier this month uh, they called her a hardcore backcountry elk. And she's got to watch out for hardcore country, backcountry elk hunters because the other thing is where she tends to like – the reason that she's been around for so long is she just doesn't go places where the hunters like to go. She goes into hard-to-go places. And I mean this with all due respect, Frank. We have some fat hunters out there. Yeah, that just cannot <laughs> get up that last that no, last that uh, really incline. Can't. There, yeah. yeah, some of these guys like to pull up in their pickup trucks, walk a little ways in, Call sit good, down, yeah. Go yeah. open a couple of brewskis and stuff like that, <laughs> and wait for something to happen. She is not in those areas. She's like way up in high altitude and stuff. So,
6: all righty then, let's talk about college football first. The Wyoming Cowboys are three and one in Mountain West Conference play and five. And three overall after a 28-14 win over Utah State in Laramie on Saturday night. On offense, the Cowboys had a field day. They ran the ball out nearly at will. Titus Gwen with 160 yards on the ground. DK James with 120 overall. Cowboys have 528 yards of offense, but just 28 points. But it's still big-time yardage. The Cowboy defense held Utah State to 217 yards of offense, and that, that's pretty big-time, too. Casper Native and the Toronto County High School grad Jordan Bernoulli had nine tackles in the sack. UW hits the road for Hawaii on Saturday night for a 10 10- p.m. kickoff. In the National Football League, the toothless Denver Broncos lost another pillow fight. They were beaten by the New York Jets on Sunday in Denver 16-9. Bronco defense actually has been doing a good job this year. The Bronco offense should be ashamed of themselves. Quarterback Russell Wilson missed the game due to a torn hamstring. He's been mediocre this year. His replacement in this game on Sunday, Brett Rippon, was mediocre too, throwing for 225 yards and one interception with no touchdowns. The Bronco offensive line certainly has been mediocre this season. Bronco team, when they have the ball, are unwatchable. It's been a nightmare for first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett, who looks like he's in over his head. And Jacksonville will be the Denver Broncos' next opponent. They'll play that game in London on Sunday. In high school football, the regular season has concluded in 4A, and the Trona clinched the number 3C with a 56-14 win over Thunder Basin, so NC will host Campbell County in the first round of the playoffs on Friday. Laramie made the playoffs as the 8C with a 21-0 win over Cheyenne South, so Laramie will go to Sheridan for the first round of the playoffs. Kelly Walsh was eliminated as they were defeated by Cheyenne East 49-7. East will host Rock Springs in the first round of the playoffs. Cheyenne Central Club Rock Springs 45-7 in the regular season finale. Central gets a home game against Thunder Basin. In 3A, Douglas beat Lander to end the regular Season to get a number one seed. The Bearcats will host Powell in the first round of the playoffs. In 2A, Burns is in the postseason. They'll be at Lyman. Glenrock will miss the 2A playoffs and won a six man KC with a home game this week against Encampment. Midwest will not make the playoffs. State High School Cross Country Meet was held on Saturday in Ethody. The Cheyenne Central girls are repeated as the 4A state champions with Sydney Morello of the Indians winning the individual title. Natrona plays second in the team, standing just six points behind Central. Laramie's Addison 4A took third. Natrona's Ashley Gross was fourth. And the boys' side, the Bobby Wetzel of Star Valley was the individual winner in 4A, and Star Valley took the team title. Lertronus Tristan Enders was second, and his teammate Jackson Dutcher was third. That's it in sports. And
1: by the way, uh, Frank Gambino broadcasts from Henderson, Wyoming. Yeah. I say that because you called one of the teams toothless and said they lost a pillow fight. Yeah. If anyone gets mad at you, I want them to know where you're located. You know, I'm
6: right here in Casper, Wyoming, Eight
1: two six zero one. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who knows me Got know that, that any, any time there, right? the Broncos <laughs> lose, it is a victory for the nation. Yeah, okay. So, you know, or they, they don't have the wherewithal to come find you all the way up here.
6: Yeah, they, 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 I'm, he, I'm right outside, yeah. and, and,
1: tr- and I'm not telling them anything they don't know. Okay, okay, because you know they can hear the station from there. Yeah. Yeah, okay, just so well, you know. Oh, what, what do you think Denver Radio is saying no. about the problems? <laughs> Worse than that. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. So they'll probably have to take out the Denver radio host before they come after you.
6: Yeah, well, and everyone, I'm like I'm saying, none of the radio hosts are telling yeah. these fans anything they don't all know.
1: All right, thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're coming up on some local business, we have to take care. News time after that. Wake up, Wyoming.